With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No bell ringing this morning. We are in distress. Frank Reich spoke to the media yesterday upon being announced as the Carolina Panthers' next coach. He talked about his time in Indianapolis, what what went wrong, and he was exactly right. We'll tell you what that is. The Colts coach search, it continues. And you got to wonder just how much Jim Irsay Chris Ballard can take. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what appeared to be the list of finalists for the Colts job. Two jobs open right now. Colts have seven finalists for their coaching position. So you know what they're going to get? They're going to get a deal. I told you yesterday they're going to sign somebody to a very, very manageable deal financially. They are not going to open the checkbook for the next coach of the Colts because uh, that is just not what Jim Irsay is in a mood to do. Indiana last night. Indiana did not play well. They were sloppy. Jalen hood Shavino had a tough night shooting. Trace Jackson Davis was good enough. No aspect of Indiana's game was good enough to compete with Maryland at Maryland last night. And let's not forget, the referees were not really righteous last night. I, I thought last night was a poorly called game, to tell you the truth. And I don't like criticizing officials and I don't like hanging a loss on the officials. Uh, and Indiana didn't play well enough to win anyway. But the officials, I, I thought, were really, really egregious in a couple of their calls. And that's a shame. Indiana's women, they play tonight. We'll see what they're able to do at Minnesota. That game at 8 o'clock, Purdue entertains Penn State at Mackey Arena. That game at 6.30 tonight on the Big Ten Network. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. It's February. We made it through another January. I hate January. I can't stand January. The weather in January just wears me down. The darkness in January wears me down. It's so good to have that month behind us and have February to look forward to next week. A lot of highs in the 50s. Looks like spring has sprung. This is wonderful. It's good to talk about something positive on this day. A day when we mourn the loss uh, of uh, the Hoosiers at Maryland and the the end of their five-game winning streak. We are brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Here's the deal with BUSR. Go to BUSR.com slash Kent. Easy to remember. Sign up so you register. Then... 
you deposit at least $100 within the 24-hour period after you register, and you are automatically entered to win a $1,000 free bet. It's a winner-take-all extravaganza, and it will be awarded in time for the Super Bowl. How about that? And it's only eligible to people who watch and listen to this channel. $1,000 free bet in time for the Super Bowl if you deposit $100 or more at your new BUSR.com, BUSR.com slash Kent. I hope you win. You're going to get a call from the BUSR people telling you you won, and you're going to be uh, celebrated right here on Breakfast with Kent. It's wonderful. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. I assume that's what the 34 of you who, who are watching this early in the morning have done. Wonderful. All right. Let's talk about sports. You want to donate? You want to donate? I don't argue. All right. We're going to talk about the Colts first. And then we're going to talk about IU. If IU had won, we would be talking about IU first. But they lost. So Frank Reich spoke to the media yesterday. And he said what went wrong uh, this past season for him and the Colts. The running game disappeared and couldn't get the ball down the field vertically. Well, you can't get the ball down the ver field vertically if you've got a quarterback who can't deliver the ball down the field vertically or if you've got a coach who doesn't call plays where you're trying to get the ball down the field vertically. When did the Colts try to get the ball down the field vertically? I, I remember a long pass that Alec Pierce had to kind of come back for and catch, but this was not a vertical offense, and Frank Reich's offense is rarely vertical, almost never. They don't stretch the field. They became very predictable. That wasn't all on Jonathan Taylor and the offensive line and the lack of weapons. What it was on, in part, was Frank Reich, because Frank Reich became really, really predictable. This is what happens when coaches who call games become beholden to analytics. If you call based on analytics, your calls become predictable because math drives a decision-making and math can be replicated on the other side. So the defense could predict what the Colts were going to do based upon past experience because the wingnuts upstairs and Frank Reich, they like analytics, and it was the math call in the game, not the creativity of the coach. Hopefully the Colts go out and they get a head coach who is willing to kind of, you know, disrupt a little bit and go against the grain a little bit and go against analytics because only by going against analytics do you catch a defense where they're like, okay, we really don't know what this is. And that didn't happen a lot last year for the Colts. It didn't. The Colts coaching search continues. You got seven candidates who have spoken a second time to the Colts, and, and we assume that Jim Irsay has been a part of those uh, of those interviews. You've got Raheem Morris, uh, Idro Evero, Don Martindale. Those are defensive coordinators. Then you've got Brian Callahan and Shane Steichen. Those are offensive coordinators. You've got Rich Bisaccia, a special teams coordinator, and then Jeff Saturday. And if Jeff Saturday, here's the deal. If Jeff Saturday is hired, that is going to be a bell whistle to, or a dog whistle to fans that uh, Jim Irsay is running all kinds of stuff and he's just doing what he wants, whether it makes any sense or not. This is not going to be taken well by the Colts fan base if Jeff Saturday is hired. 
And, and something happened yesterday. David Tepper is the owner of the Panthers, and I would assume that Jim Irsay would say something similar if Jeff Saturday were hired as the head coach. Uh, David Tepper said that he is committed to tearing down the old boys network and changing that in the NFL. And he said this 24 hours after hiring Frank Reich as his next head coach. Billionaires, they do what they want and they say what you want. That's what billionaires do. That's the fun of being a billionaire, I guess. What good is being a billionaire if you're not going to be able to do that? How much can Chris Ballard take of Jim Ursay riding herd over his decisions? That's a really interesting question. I think Chris Ballard, what he's doing right now is grinding for his family. I think that's what he's about. He's not going to walk away from this job, I don't think. Or he already would have. When he was told to fire Frank Reich, and, and Jim Ursay told the coaching staff and Chris Ballard to take down Matt Ryan, replace him with Sam Ellinger, make Sam Ellinger the backup first, and, and then told everybody to put Matt Ryan back in. Jim Ursay's making too many decisions, and it is driving Chris Ballard nuts, as it would any reasonable human being. How much can he take? I think we're in the process of finding out. Uh, and we'll see what this... Mike Kafka, I, I thought, would be a, a kind of a good candidate. Evidently, he hasn't gotten a second interview, and that's a shame. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers. Hoosiers lose last night, 66-55. They were as close as two points in the second half. They trailed 39-37. In the first half, they actually led at, at one point. They led 22-15 with under 10 minutes to play in the first half. And then Maryland went on an 18-4 run, similar to the run that Indiana put together uh, last weekend and it, uh, to beat Ohio State, that 15-0 run at the end of the first half. And that's kind of where the game was won and lost. Uh, Maryland outscored Indiana at the line 25-10. Now, Indiana didn't play real disciplined defense, and you got freshmen who really don't know what they're doing, and that includes, and I know I, I've been crapping on him, but he's a freshman. Look, I don't care if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. If you're on the floor, you have got to play smart basketball, and Malik Renew does not do it. He committed five fouls last night in 13 minutes. That's atrocious. What is he doing? Uh, Jalen hood Shafino did not help from the field. He was one of 14 last night shooting the ball. He had four turnovers, three points. That's not good. You're not going to win a lot of games when your, your point guard shoots the ball 14 times, scores three points, and turns the ball over four times. Like that, that is not a bellwether for success almost ever. Um, and like I said, the officiating was poor. I thought that the flagrant on Bates was kind of ridiculous. Bates has got to figure out how to foul people. He foul, He gets out of position. He he makes up for it by fouling, and that just doesn't work. Only three threes last night for the Hoosiers. This was not a good game, but if they were going to put up a stinker, last night was the time to do it. You know what? If you want to look at something positive last night, there are two things positive to look at if you're an Indiana fan. Number one is Trace Jackson Davis had 18 points and 20 rebounds. That dude is a straight beast on the boards. 20 rebounds is a really, really nice number. Like, that's really good. They lost by 11, and this guy went 18 and 20. The second chance points for the Terps 
really deleterious to the Hoosiers and their hopes to win that game. Uh, a lot of second-chance points, and that was a shame. Some for Indiana, too, but Maryland, like, they shot so poorly that the rebounds tended to be long, and then they kicked them out for made threes. And they didn't make a lot of threes last night, but the threes they make made all seemed to come on second-chance points, and, uh, and that's just that's tough to overcome, too. Uh, freshmen are always going to be up and down. You're going to get that with freshmen. That's Renew. That's Caleb Banks. That's Jalen Hood-Shafino. You're going to get that. C.J. Gunn. That's, that's part of life. And hopefully we get a lot of ups on Saturday as the Hoosiers at Simon Scott Assembly Hall take on the Purdue Boilermakers because they are going to need all hands on deck and they're going to need to play a really, really good game in order to win that game. And they're going to have to take care of the basketball at a higher level than they do. And it's not the number of turnovers. You can look at the box score and say, well, they don't turn it over that much. It's the way they turn it over and the timing of the turnovers. If you turn the ball over just through indifference to possession of the basketball, or if you turn over the ball because you got guys who, when they put it on the deck, you're going up against a coach like last night. Willard did a nice job. Kevin Willard is a hell of a good coach if last night is any kind of indicator or his 12 years at Seton Hall is any kind of indicator. Anytime renew, Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson put the ball on the deck. A double came and started raking. And, and you put guys in that tumbler, and all of a sudden bad stuff is going to happen. And it did last night for Indiana. Malik Renew cannot put the ball on the deck. Trace Jackson Davis has to be really careful putting the ball on the deck because it usually signals that he's going to spin with it. And if you spin blind with it and there's a defender there, he's going to straight take the ball away from you. And that's what happened last night. But Indiana, an 11-point loser. Hopefully, they process the mistakes that they made. And out the other end comes better basketball. That's what we're hoping. That's what's got to happen on Saturday. Going into this four-game stretch, you really hoped that Indiana could go 2-2. Two and two. That'd be a nice result. Last night, they picked up the 0-1. Um, Purdue tonight against Penn State. Micah Shrewsbury can flat coach. The Big Ten is the best-coached basketball conference in college basketball, and it is not close. Watch the SEC. Watch the Big 12. Watch the ACC. And then watch a Big Ten game. It's not even close. Kevin Willard was awesome last night, and I thought Mike Woodson was not. Yeah, I, I think Mike Woodson's got to do a better job with the officials a little bit. Uh, I think picking up a tee at some point would have been appropriate for Woodson. I think maybe he actually tried to get one, but he's got to express a little bit more outrage. This comes the day after I say that, you know, coaches shouldn't be outraged, but if you're going to play that game, play it. Uh, I use women. The women's team, they take on Minnesota tonight at Minnesota, 8 o'clock. They're 20-1. and one. Sunday, they're at Mackey against Purdue. They are uh, – it's interesting how the schedule kind of dovetails uh, with the men. You know, you've got the, the men and the women really playing similar schedules, sometimes in the opposite place, sometimes the same place. Uh, but the women are really joyous to watch, really fun to watch. I was talking to the great Carla Conti, who runs Dagwoods down in Bloomington yesterday – she was talking about the women's team, how generous they are, 
how joyous they are, how much fun to watch they are, and she is 100% right. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Lisa Miller, Adrian Maynard, Greg Sipin, Donna Worthman, and Robert Tharp celebrating a birthday today. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. And that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift people. Don't pull people down. Be good to people. We can solve so many problems just by being nice, accommodating, empathetic to each other, and stop thinking that everybody's out to get us. Stop that. They're not. Some people are out to help you. We'll talk to you later today inside Indiana Sports Now. I cannot wait.